0: Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Troop, and I serve as CEO of Conway Regional Health System. And welcome to this edition of our One Team, One Promise podcast. And if you've been keeping up or or have looked at prior podcasts, you'll note that uh, we've done several of these types of sessions that we're going to do today where we just sit down with a member of our medical staff, Uh, maybe it's someone in a leadership position or someone relatively new to our team, and just have a conversation where where they're from, their background, uh, interest, and uh, these discussions have taken any any number of directions. And so, <laughs> uh, really looking forward today to visiting with Dr. Stephen James. Doctor, uh, welcome, Dr. James. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so, tell everybody who you are, where you came from. Give us the give us the background.
1: So, I'm from here. I was born well. Not in this building, but at Conway Regional I've been from Conway my whole life. <laughs> the
0: the the studio is not in the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um but from here and then went to high school here, married not my high school sweetheart, but my best friend from high school or one oh, of great. my best friends from high school. Um went to college in Fayetteville, came back to UAMS for med school and then uh, we moved to Springfield, Missouri and did residency up there and then finally have kind of made our way back here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So
0: I always like to ask, um, your decision to go into med school, what what was that like? What what drove you to that decision?
1: I don't know exactly. So I always, huh. when people ask me what I wanted to do with my life, I always said I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't really know why when I answered that question. Um... Whenever I was in college, I enjoyed all the science stuff. Thought I wanted to do chemistry for a little bit, but then I like to talk a lot, uh-huh. and so <laughs> this is something that I can I can still do sciencey things, but I can uh-huh. talk to people and and have a little yeah. bit more of a social life during my job. It's a a fun way to apply things that are yeah that are academic a bit. D-
0: did you have a mentor that that really opened the field up to you or made I, you think of it?
1: Not a mentor specifically. Uh, no one in my family or any real super close people were doctors or anything like that. So I went into it generally blind, but uh, there are a lot of people um, in Conway that have helped me a lot along the way. So um, Andrew Cole, for example, uh-huh. his son was one of my best friends or is one of my best friends. And oh, wow. so in high school and college and getting to med school and all that stuff, he helped a ton with all of that. And then people that are in the community still, like Jeffrey Kirsch and um, uh, Thad Harden and a lot of those people have helped along the way a whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you had that connection with Austin. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. We need to get you busy on his recruitment plan. For sure. (laughs) I've been trying.
1: I've been trying. I need to call and talk to him and see, but I would have loved for him to come back here.
0: Yeah. We've, we've visited several times and I'm very hopeful um, to to get him here. What a, what a great human and just down to earth and uh, uh, very well trained. And, oh my gosh. Man, just have a great practice here. So he would. He's one of the smartest guys I know. If anybody's listening uh, and knows Austin Cole, call him and bug him and tell him he's got to come home uh, after training. (laughs) <laughs> uh but uh so you you go to med school um and then um wh- where did you you said you did your residency in springfield was uh-huh. that cox yeah yeah Carlson. Cox. okay
1: not a lot of people know cox i feel like yeah. at least from this area but yeah that's right. i remember
0: did. in your recruitment uh talking about that program uh-huh. so yeah
1: it's a great place yeah we yeah. like it a lot uh
0: what what uh what what why there
1: uh we had drawn a bit of a circle. There were a couple of places outside of this, but we knew we wanted to have kids during residency. Mm-hmm. And so we had looked at places generally that were within like a reasonable weekend drive back yeah. to Conway so that we, whenever we had kids, we could get back and see our family. Um, and so Cox fit that bill. I, whenever I was going into residency, I knew I wanted to do family medicine. And I thought for a while that I wanted to do, like, full-scope family medicine, so inpatient, outpatient, OB, all that stuff. And so I Mm -hmm. looked at programs that trained in full-scope family medicine, and uh, Cox was one of those. So they had just a really, really good training program. They did a broad spectrum of things, had a really robust OB program and things like that. so I went there anticipating that. I came back here and I'm a hospitalist now, obviously. Yeah. But you know, at least I've I've done the training for things like that. Yeah. Um, and then also it's in the Ozarks. So it was it was an area that we liked before we beautiful even, up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. The other places we looked, I had looked a lot at Texas A and M and then uh-huh. I uh we applied in this place in Grand Junction, Missouri, which would have been I'm mean, not Missouri, Grand Junction, Colorado. Yeah. Which would have been awesome, but it was like a twenty six hour drive and a, a plane ride away from home
0: yeah a really good friend of mine used to be the administrator there at the catholic hospital yeah. in grand junction yeah that's uh, what it was i forget the name of the saint elizabeth or uh
1: i want to say saint mary's but saint i may mary's just be maybe? making that up
0: okay okay brand brand new hospital uh i think at least it was back, it, back several years ago but
1: it may not be completely new but it's beautiful it looks yeah yeah. yeah
0: so um the decision for family medicine, you know, it's it's interesting. You talk about that well rounded experience. I think right. a lot of people, if they don't if they don't know, think, well, family medicine, that's just your basic, you know, kind of stuff, but you really have to know a lot about a lot of different
1: yeah <laughs> diseases,
0: yeah. specialties. Uh it's a challenging residency, isn't
1: it? I think so. I yeah. like to think so. Maybe that's just to toot my own horn, but right. I I think it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I told you I didn't have family members that were physicians or anything like this. So I had I think a bit of an idealized view of what doctors were. Um, And in my mind, a doctor can do everything. And so family medicine of all the specialty specialties comes kind of the closest to that where if you, if you have done a family medicine residency, you've at least seen everything a little bit or manage everything to a small extent or a large extent in some cases, but, but it's a very broad training for sure. Yeah.
0: And so now you're you're a hospitalist, and so you came right out of training to Conway. Right. right? And um, um, tell us about what a, what a hospitalist is, in case someone listening doesn't know what a hospitalist <laughs> is. A lot of people don't know what a hospitalist yeah, is. Yeah.
1: So I, the easiest way I've thought of to explain it is I'm a primary care doctor while you're in the hospital. So yeah. previously, your primary care doctor would follow you into the hospital. Some still do that. The majority don't. Um, and so when you're admitted to the hospital, I'm your primary doctor there. Most or at least a lot of things we manage independently. And then when there are things that come in that need specialists then we get the specialist involved and communicate with all of them and kind of co-manage patients with them while you're in the hospital. So I don't do clinic or anything like that. I just manage people while they're inpatient.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all the medical stuff, right? Right. Um, yeah. You, you may get consulted on surgical patients. but yeah. It's just to manage their medical issues.
1: Correct. Uh, okay. Correct. And, clinic, an ex- we you know, we hit, I like to think that we help with with placement sure. and things like that. Some yeah. of the other things that come up, but the majority of our job is is medical management.
0: Yeah. So what do you like most about your job?
1: I well, I like the week off every other week. Probably uh-huh. the best <laughs> thing about it. But, uh, the thing that I like most about it, especially compared to clinic, which I enjoy a lot, but the it's just different disease processes that you see while you're in the hospital. And a lot of things are higher acuity. I kind of like that. I mean, it's fun. It's nice for things to go smooth most of the time, but to Mm -hmm. occasionally have an emergency or, or something that you're dealing with, that's, that's, a big yeah. deal, you know, is is fun to do, and I get to do procedures that I wouldn't get to do in clinic, and those kind of things are fun to me. Yeah,
0: intellectually challenging. I yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, it every is. Day it's something new, something different. Right. Um. Yeah. You, you you mentioned the seven days. Uh, just so that everyone knows, most hospitalists, and I, I guess every place does this differently, work work seven days on, seven days off. Right. right. Yeah which is what yeah. we do here, I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah, we do. Yeah. We
1: do. It's great. I mean, you work very hard on the weeks that you're on, and then you have, I think the hours work out to about the same, but then you have a, a break for a week afterwards. Yeah. It helps yeah. maintain some continuity, which people think that hospitalist medicine, you don't get the continuity that you do in clinic, and that may be true over the course of years and years, but you do get to know people pretty well and know families pretty well while they're in the hospital. So yeah, you still get a little bit of continuity like that. It's nice. Yeah.
0: So I will ask you this question I asked Dr. Kendrick uh-huh. this question but um you know, haven't grown up here you you round you you see patients you admit patients what yeah. what percentage of the time do you walk into a room and you have some connection with them you you went to school with their kids maybe you go to church with them you you know you have some personal connection
1: So it's Ten, twenty 20%? It happens, uh, maybe not 10, 20%. I'd okay. say 5 or 10%, okay. something along those lines. And if I dig with people, I can typically find something like that. Uh-huh. But also, there's sometimes where, you know, if it's super close, if it's family or something like that, then I intentionally don't take care of those patients. Right. Um, yeah. but, but I still do have connections to... A lot of the patients themselves or families that I see, which is really nice. Yeah. You're kind of taking care of your community. Yeah,
0: but probably makes you feel really good uh, at the end of the day that um, you're, you're, Caring for people either who you know or maybe one degree of
1: separation from knowing really well. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of times my mom, I'll get a call from my mom. she say, I heard that you're taking care of so-and-so. I'll say, well, I can't say whether or not I am. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> typically, yeah. though, she knows about it before I talk to anyone. You, uh, you mentioned kids. You have two kids? We've got two kids. We've got an eight-month-old girl named Allison. We call her Allie. Uh-huh. And then a uh, two-and-a-half-year-old boy named Asher.
0: Awesome! Awesome! Yeah. So the, the the girl was born here at Conway. Is she actually right? wasn't. So she oh. was
1: born at Cox. Okay. And we moved when she was two weeks old. So we had a new baby quitting or graduating residency, starting a new job, moving to a new house. All that within a month. Yeah. It was a Th- busy
0: month. Throw in death, and you've got the top oh three structures gosh. of Thank life. Thank goodness, not Right.
1: But it was a lot. Yeah. Good, good grief um and so uh what what do you like to do for fun so right now most of my my free time is spent with my kids which is a blast. and um in the summer things i like to do we grill and stuff like that uh get out and fish some and then we've been since it's gotten nicer outside at least over the past week or so we like to ride bikes and we've been going on bike rides and walks and things that's cool yeah cool and i play the banjo at you least to an extent, I play the banjo. Wow. And so that's a year-round activity. I've gotten yeah. my kid obsessed with it. Asher absolutely loves the banjo. He requests it in the car every time. It just warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah.
0: I did. that's a hidden talent. I didn't know that you had. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. There's other other uh, physicians at the hospital who have other uh, musical talents. We should, oh, yeah? we should get you guys together. I'm trying to think of some. Uh, Tony Manning is a
1: Drummer. In my mind, I think I've heard that he was a musician yeah. of some sort. Yeah,
0: that's the, cool. the The bald head kind of fits, you know, the the drummer craziness. I guess. <laughs> but other than that, he's a pretty tame guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's others too. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to get a list together, but anyway. Right. Um, and and you're you're also um, a, a ping pong player. I guess we should talk about that. You and, should tell everyone about yeah, that. How'd yes. that. How'd that go? I, I, well, you know, it's funny you're here. We need to do a drug test. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> screen for performance enhancing drugs on, <laughs> uh, on ping pong so uh yes dr james and i played a little bit of ping pong we uh we have a ping pong table in the physician lounge We're a brand new physician lounge that has been open i guess since october or, right. or so and so um uh it, we try to provide a little space where clinicians when they have downtime uh, be, between cases or patients or whatever they can go and, and get away and so we have a ping pong table in there and so I guess man, that was probably several months ago you had reached out and and challenged me or said yeah. you wanted to play
1: I walked through y'all's, y'all's office yeah. area there yeah. and tried to find somebody who would play with me and they said you like ping pong so I've yeah. been waiting on that <laughs> and uh uh,
0: I I lost three games to to zero. <laughs> I was close on the third. I thought I've got a chance, but oh uh, yeah, it uh, wasn't working.
1: You got progressively better every time. So the first time, it yeah, was, I, I don't remember the exact score. It's probably a good thing for you. Yeah. but it was a lot. <laughs> and then the second time was within a few points. You know, the third time we went into overtime for yeah. a, a, a while. So I yeah. think if we'd have played one more game, you probably would have had me. That
0: that well, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I need to keep. Uh, <laughs> Keep keep up the effort, but did you play ping pong quite a bit in,
1: in college? or Not in college. Uh, it seems like maybe a little bit ahead, but when we were in residency, we scooted four desks together that had like a hard top, and it made almost a perfect ping pong table. Huh. It was about four inches longer than a standard ping pong table, and so we played up in our workroom quite a bit up there. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah. that was where I got all the skills from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We bought a
0: ping pong table gosh, several years ago and, and basically drug it around to three different houses and it just collected dust. Yeah. And up until this past summer, and it's kind of, you know, uh, ironic, funny, uh, the blessing of COVID having all the kids home. Right. Uh, in their college years, they had a lot more time. And yeah. So we, we would drug the thing out. That's all we had to do uh, is, is play ping pong because, you no, know, it's, yeah.
1: It's good for that. How, yeah. You told me how old your kids were but now I've forgotten. How old are they?
0: 24, uh, 21, 19, and 15. Golly. So a couple of them just recently had birthdays so I had to think about that for a minute. But yes, so 20, 24 to, to 15 and uh, uh, one is, uh, works in Greenbrier, actually at the, the Greenbrier Clinic. He's oh, cool. uh, a lab tech. So, Cool deal. He, uh, he he draws blood, and if you have COVID or get a COVID test in, in Faulkner County, pretty good chance he's been up your nose. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of friends in Faulkner <laughs> County. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he graduated Hendrix, you know, in the height of the pandemic in the spring of 2020, and right. So uh, wants to go to grad school, and so well he worked in the drive-through line. and yeah. uh, has has developed quite the ninja uh, co- <laughs> COVID testing skills, but golly. Oh, the stories he can tell. I'm
1: sure. Uh,
0: so uh so yeah, so he works there and then uh, the two boys are in Wachita, What Wachita Baptist. Okay, cool.
1: Um what are they doing Where are they in school for? They
0: in biomedical sciences, so they're they're pre med, they want to go to med school. Yeah. Um so I always nice. I always say they want to go. It's it's a it's a privilege and a blessing if they that comes to fruition. Yeah. But that's a, a long journey. Yeah, yeah, as, for uh, sure. As you know.
1: That's cool though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and they're both swimmers. So they swim for Wachita Baptist okay. as well. So, uh, we, we take up a lot of our time, uh, keeping up with their swim schedule and, and that kind of stuff. So, right. It's, a, it's also a, a blessing for sure. So, um, so when, um, when you, when you come out of residency, there there's the world is open, I'm sure. there's yeah. There's a lot of places who need doctors and, and, uh, and I forgot to ask, did, is your wife also from Conway? She is, okay. yeah. We
1: went to, to high school together. We've been you, you, in you school mentioned together that. Yeah, since yeah. like sixth grade or yeah, so. Yeah, you had mentioned that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So um, you probably had an interest, obviously you knew about Conway Regional. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious, any of you or your wife's family ever worked at Conway Regional before? Uh, no,
1: I don't. Well, I, I say no, that is not true. My aunt is a nurse, oh. and uh, she worked at Conway Regional. Now it's it's been a while, um, but she was a nurse at Conway Regional when I was younger, and then now she's a school nurse at one of the the elementary schools here in Conway. Oh, cool. So, but that's really the only experience that I had with any family member working uh-huh. here. Um, I I feel like I've always kind of idealized Conway Regional in my mind and just assumed because it's been a big part of the community for so long that mm-hmm. it's an awesome place to work and everything. You know, there's the signs on the side of the building and it yeah. says it's one of the 100 best places to work and things like that. And I've yeah. assumed that's true. Um, And so whenever I thought about coming back to Conway, that's automatically what what comes into my mind. And then it's really, really nice when you get – into an actual company and see from the inside that it's as good as you imagined it would have been because yeah. it yeah I I've been very impressed since I've been here and and yeah. all the people are friendly the administration even is friendly which is shocking it right is now. very shocking yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. I've been really pleased with it so. yeah yeah it
0: it is very unique yeah uh, I've worked at different different parts of the country, different hospitals of of large and small size. And, and yeah, you're right. You don't find doctors who get along as well uh, as you do here at Conway and then doctors and administrators that get along as well. And and I I always say, I always have to preface this, that it doesn't mean we always agree. I mean, there's there's always things that we're going to have different perspectives and opinions on, but um, you you work through it. And ultimately, uh, like I I keep saying, you just – I, these are people that I would I would go out play ping pong with, uh, right. have uh, have an after dinner cocktail with, go to dinner with on a weekend, um, yeah. and not not feel like it's work, right? Know, uh, to to do that, so that really really is a blessing.
1: It makes it makes my job or everyone's job, I assume, a lot easier Cause if I mean you are no matter where you work, you're going to work, yeah. But if you enjoy the people that you're working around every day, then it makes that very fun still even if yeah. you are working so yeah it's it makes every day enjoyable for sure
0: yeah i i meant to tell you this story so i'm going hit, to hit you with this out of left field but okay i was rounding um two weeks ago uh-huh. maybe it was two weeks ago so anyway i'm i'm up on this on the floor and we're wrapping up with this patient and he says uh yeah i i my nephew works here and I said, really, your nephew? Oh, yeah. And uh, I figure he's going to tell me his nephew works in radiology, his nephew who works in the billing office or uh-huh. whatever. And he said it was you, Dr. James, <laughs> my, yeah. my nephew. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. So uh, we talked a little bit about your ping pong skills, and he told me <laughs> your, your training and all that, all your secrets. So anyway, Did I'm he tell kidding. you
1: about his pogo sticking skills? He did not. Ooh, I've got a story on him. Wow. So... He, when I was maybe 10 years old, we were at Christmas... And he, uh, I got in a pogo stick, and he was going to show me how to jump on it. We went out in the garage, and he did. He was great at it, and he was doing it with no hands in the garage. No hands. And yeah, no hands pogo sticking. What could
0: possibly go wrong?
1: I'll tell you exactly what could. <laughs> that pogo stick got to the side, and it shot him backwards into the garage uh, wall, and he tore his rotator cuff and had to have surgery oh on his shoulder from pogo sticking. Wow,
0: <laughs> what a violent uh, pogo stick! I know, jump for I know. And happen.
1: he was laying in the garage saying it was hurting and I went and got my family, and they all laughed at him thought he was just messing around <laughs> but it was real wow yeah man, oh man i can't imagine
0: well just even the thought of trying to do a pogo stick without hands yeah I mean, I, like
1: i'll probably never try it yeah i yeah, learned my I, lesson now
0: second hand
1: thanks Unc. that's yeah. a,
0: a good life lesson there for exactly. you exactly <laughs> exactly oh my goodness that's awesome yeah um so you uh you, you talk about
1: being being a family medicine, do you think you'll ever go go to outpatient? Uh, I would certainly consider it. I really enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah. This is so one of the things about family medicine is, um, it's almost two different skill sets. Almost doing clinic and inpatient medicine. There is a yeah. lot of overlap, but but to keep up skills in both of them is hard. And so I don't want to to act like I would just be able to switch over willy nilly and step on the toes of the guys that are doing outpatient work because that's right. that's very difficult work but it is something that i would be interested in doing at some point potentially yeah um that said what i'm doing right now is is nice and sustainable for me and yeah i enjoy that So i don't know maybe i could combine them somehow
0: yeah you know the 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 study of medicine and just medicine and science in general is always changing I right mean, it's it's constantly evolving what do you, what do, you do to keep up
1: uh, right now, I just try to keep my head above water. Right. I kind of rely on having come out of residency freshly. Yeah, um, I do a whole lot of reading as I go. So while I'm at work, then any patient that comes in, I read the up-to-date articles on or I carry books around with me, little yeah. like pocket reference books and read yeah. those kind of things. Um, a lot of it is, I've listened to a podcast called the Curbsiders Internal Medicine Podcast, and I've heard of this. It's great. Yeah, you should, well, it's worth a, I, a listen.
0: Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't use a lot of it. That's what I was, was gonna I, say. I, you g- should g- listen whiz. to it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it is good though, and yeah.
1: they have. You can go download their show notes and get a really, really great kind of in depth summary of all these different topics. So even uh, just driving to and from work every day, then I get refreshers on things.
0: Yeah. Um, as part of your specialty though, there's a certain amount of continuing ed you have to do right, right. as well. Yeah. Right.
1: Um some of that different things count for it. So I haven't gone to um uh there are different like CME courses that you can go to and things like that. I haven't done that kind of stuff yet. Yeah. Um a lot of that is you can count credit from reading, like online reading, you'll track how, how much your time you're spending reading about certain subjects and things like that. And yeah. Use it.
0: Yeah. If you were to, uh, to advise someone, um, who is considering medicine, you know, Uh what, 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 what would you tell them? Uh, do's don'ts, that kind of stuff.
1: I would do it. So there's, it's a long path. And I think that if you're iffy about whether or not you want to do it, then it's probably not a great idea to do it. If, if you really feel passionately about it and are okay with spending the decade or so in training, Um, then it is very, very much worth it. And there's student loans involved and things like that. And that's okay. Those things are are worth doing it. Um, I would keep an open mind. A lot of people go in with some sort of preconceived, you know, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon, or I want to do whatever. And there are so many experiences that that you just don't get to have until you get into med school, really, or even sometimes into residency, but um, that you're your mind can change on those kind of things. So keep an open mind, do it. If you're passionate about it, Um, if you're not passionate about it, maybe look for something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've, I've actually talked to, um, well, I'll say my, my oldest, uh, very bright Mm -hmm. forms very well on tests and right. um, But I don't know that he has the tenacity for it. And that's actually what he said. He was like, you know, I just don't, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't want to spend eight years studying to 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 do that. Right. And, uh, that is a that's a missing element. You can have all the intellectual gifts in the world, but if you don't
1: have that element of just it really fires you yeah. up in the
0: day, in the morning rather.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's true. I mean, one thing too, though, is you you can still have a life. So when I was in med school is when we got married. We had kids when I was in residency. I mean, you're you're. In training still, but you can have a a normal reasonable life while you're in training, and so yeah. that that part's doable. Yeah, I
0: think one of my first real trips, and as CEO, I went uh, fishing with uh, Doctors Cole, the uh, uh-huh. uh Martin Moix, who's uh, gastroenterology, and I know you know all these people, but just those that don't, uh, and and Brad Tilly, he's a family family practice doc. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was the non-physician in the room. I was the administrator. So, you know, they're all talking about their training and crazy patients and things uh-huh. that they pulled out of people and, and <laughs> you know, the things that they saw and did in residency. And I was just, I wish I had a recorder. I mean, oh. that, that would have been a great podcast just to get the the three of them talking. I'm uh, sure. But just uh, really, sure. you bond through those <laughs> difficulties,
1: right? Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thinking about Dr. Cole telling those stories is funny to me. I've heard some of those stories and all of it. Yeah, the way that he tells things is hilarious. He, Same with Austin. He's he's yeah. a funny guy. Yeah,
0: we uh, we need to do a podcast at some point with Dr. Cole. Um, oh, you because, should. Oh my gosh, it, he he is. Uh, he can talk to a stump. I mean, he just, <laughs> and he, and he's always fun to talk to as well. He's not he's not dull or boring in the least. No, not at all. A very engaging guy for sure. Who uh, comes from a long line of of clinicians? I yeah, think he's Austin. Will be sixth or seventh generation? Is that right?
1: I believe. Yeah, I know his dad was, and I don't know. Maybe that's as far back as I know, but I believe that it's been a bunch of them. I thought he told me they go
0: all the way back to the revolu- Revolutionary War. He, that, that, really? Yeah, like seven late seventeen hundreds, and that was not um that that. Family member, I guess, didn't do a residency, so they had some loose, you know, medical title. Um, but right. but everybody since then has been a, a, a physician. Oh, wow. Civil War, uh, all through, you know, obviously modern times.
1: That's cool. Both. You know, his daughter is yeah. is she maybe has graduated residency now, and or graduated medical school. And I think she's in residency. Wants to go into oncology. Yeah, yeah, going yeah. At the Madison, right? Yeah, yeah. Going
0: into residency, I think sometime soon. Uh, yeah. These are these are all connections we need to keep and nurture. And <laughs> Definitely. Get, get the whole stinking family here. So absolutely. That's uh that's really good. Um okay. I'm trying to recall to to see, but other other clinicians that you trained with that are currently at Conway Regional? Brian Kennedy. So okay. he's
1: that's... he's another one of the hospitalists. Yeah. And uh We went to residency together. He's a year older than I am or or was a year ahead of me in training. But he Uh came here, and really, he had a big part in getting me down here, too. Oh, that's great. He's a really great guy, a really great doctor, and extremely honest about things. And having him having been here and then being able to talk to him and say, what's it really like to work there? What's your job actually like? And being reassured by all the answers to that was a big deal to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I tell you that's always helpful. I tell people anytime we recruit a doctor, I always tell them, you know, don't don't take my word for it. Talk to yeah. others uh, because anytime I talk about common and regional, it's always going to be in this positive light. And, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that but that having that uh, insider that can tell you what it's really like is is always very very helpful. Absolutely, for sure. For sure. Well, Doctor James, thank you so much for spending time thank with me. you. I've really enjoyed this
1: visit. Me too. I appreciate it. It's nice yeah. talking to you.
0: Um, tune in next time while we continue our series on uh, these physician interviews um, and uh, have a great day and thank you for listening